In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, here we are. Gathered up together into the liturgical assembly of the Church. And today we mark an unusual situation. Our Gospel notes that the risen Christ has appeared to all the disciples except Thomas. Eight full days pass. The disciples are filled with the grace of the risen God-man's appearing and the breathing out of the Holy Spirit. And they are making the connections between things the Lord had told them during their three-year discipleship and what had come to pass, first at Calvary on the cross and then in the empty tomb. Thomas rejoins the apostolic band and states emphatically that unless he personally sees the wounded body of the crucified Lord and physically verifies the reality of the wounds with his own eyes and fingers, he will not believe. So today we are learning about belief, about being a believer. And we are learning a lot. When Christ appears again after the eight days, Thomas is with the others. But let us stop right here. He is with the others in a certain sense. He's in the same room with them. But he will turn out to be most definitely not with the others, theologically, to put it one way. We need to look at Thomas's unbelief. Today's Gospel insists on that. Because unbelief is an important issue, a crucial issue. So Christ is back after eight days, and our Lord immediately tells Thomas to go ahead, touch his wounded body with his finger. And after he, Thomas has personally verified for himself the reality of Christ's resurrection from the dead, our Lord bluntly orders him to be not faithless, but believing. So here we are, looking at faith and faithlessness, belief and unbelief, and at the role of verifying things for oneself. 
And Thomas goes ahead and probes. Thomas's reaction as such is a good one. He says, my Lord and my God. But Christ is not done with Thomas, and you and I are not done with our lesson. Christ says, Thomas, because you have seen me, you believe. Blessed are they who have not seen and yet have believed. Huh. We often hear the phrase, seeing is believing. But it is abundantly clear that Christ is imparting a vital, definitive teaching, in fact, an actual corrective to Thomas's way of understanding. What, from this point on, is at stake is not the belief that rests on our own personal verification, in this instance Thomas's use of the sense of touch and the viewing of things with his own eyes. What is at stake is not that at all. What is at stake is the quality of a faith of the act of believing that rests on utterly different foundations. The blessed path will be taken by those who do not see, do not touch, and yet, having done neither of those verifying things, will still believe. And ask yourself, absent personal verification through one's senses and mind, what will the basis of this belief be? Well, it does not take Sherlock Holmes. It can only be one thing. We will do what Thomas fails to do. We will believe the church. We will believe the apostolic witness. After all, in the creed, the church which St. Paul will define as the body of Christ, is one, is holy, is Catholic, and is apostolic. And we do not miss the point, the all-vital and important point, that this corrective comes from Christ himself 
whose body the church is. Stop and review what you know of today's incident. Thomas does not believe the apostles when they, the apostles, tell him what they have seen. Instead, he says he will rely on himself, his own personal, private act of verification. Christ allows it and rebukes it. Does not the great Apostle Paul himself, who had a direct contact with the risen Christ on his way to Damascus, go back to meet the Apostles just to be sure he has got his head right on the matter of Jesus Christ, to check his own view of things by finding out what their apostolic belief, their apostolic faith is. Yes, he does do that. So the lesson, our lesson this morning, on this beautiful Sunday of faithful Thomas, as he is rightly described in the church, our lesson could not possibly be more important. It could not be more clear. It could not be more vital to any faith that is worthy of the name of Christian and Orthodox Christian at that. When someone, once we can go back to the stores, is standing in the cashier's line with us, asking us why we dress funny and who we are, you and I get the golden chance to bear witness to the faith that is in us. This morning we have learned something incredibly important about something concerning precisely that faith. God blesses Thomas through this life-giving corrective, and in doing that, we are all blessed in the self-same arena of faith. Glory to God, and Christ is risen! Truly is risen. A greeting in which all the apostles including the Holy Apostle Thomas, join heartily. Amen. Christ is risen. Truly is risen.